0: I'd like everyone to know that I'm uh, hereby invincible to farts. That's the part about Corona that nobody's talking about. You lose your sense. All of a sudden, there's jobs that you can start working that before you wouldn't have even taught like, dude, garbage man. I could 100% be a garbage man. Now, I wouldn't even have to shower after my job was done. I could come home. The whole building could be like, man, what the hell? Why does it stink so bad? Fish market. I could become a guy who works at the fish market and then does two jobs where after the fish market, he then goes and he works at the garbage dump fish market, garbage dump extraordinaire. What kind of benefits come with that gig? I bet usually those people are just showing up to work every day and they're puking into their own pants because you don't want to puke on the floors of those jobs. You get If you end up puking on the... I don't know why you'd puke into your own pants. That makes no sense. Um, but maybe maybe I should have gone with it. Maybe that's what I lost through this process. Not only did I lose my scent, but my ability to just say something totally stupid and just go with it. I'm going to have to work my way back. Maybe, maybe there's like a rehab facility... Where you're like, listen, I used to be really good where I could say something that was really, really stupid... But then I could pretend like it made perfect sense and then bring other information to back up my previously really, really stupid thought. But now I can't do it. Now if I say something that's stupid, I'm just forced to accept that that was dumb and then I don't know what to do afterwards and I feel lost in life. Can you help me? And then they'd have to be like, I don't think we can help you with that one. But the good news is I can't smell farts. I can't smell nothing. I'm done. My nose is finished. I can just get my nose removed at this point. I don't even need it anymore. It's like, like why am I just going to waste my space on my face? With um, organs and orifices that don't even work. I guess on that regard, I probably don't need my penis either. How many parts of my body am I just not using that I'm, uh, you know, just lugging through life for absolutely no reason? Is there a doctor out th- out there that will just uh, give me back my hair? I'll trade you my hair for my nose. I don't need my nose anymore because I can't smell anything. It's big, taking space. It's not even that attractive. So maybe there's like a witch doctor out there where I can trade my nose. Um, for some fresh air. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, so, you know what? Let's, uh, talk about some other things in regards to, um, Corona. Corona. Uh, I traveled the entire country in order to get this thing. I mean, they were saying from the outset that it's uh, you know, super contagious. You go anywhere without a mask, you're doomed, you're going to get it, and uh, I thought I, I think I had it, so I think I've had it twice. I think I got the original, followed by the Delta variant. Uh, for those of you who uh, were not undecided, you weren't sure whether or not you wanted to get the original or the Delta, I can say the original, was it was a lot mellower of a ride. It, it did have some interesting moments. There was one day where it threw me for turn but the uh, the Delta really stepped it up they really they really worked on themselves with the upgrade they figured out how to take he- even the healthy individuals make them sick for a couple days uh, no fever nothing like that but man was I out on my ass I mean that was almost the best part dude it was like a by the way, three more if I had three more days like the first two days, I'd have I'd have like Jesus abs right now. The first two days was just sleep and wake up to make diarrhea. That was it. I and mean, you couldn't even smell it. So, you know, as far as diarrhea goes, that's like pretty good conditions for having diarrhea. It was like a juice cleanse. It was like a corona juice cleanse. Even on the run, I mean on part of the problem, people are like, Man, Rob lost so much weight. He's so healthy. No, no, no. I'm gonna put that right back on. I was just a full week of quarantine where I couldn't get my hands on good sandwiches, wasn't eating any cake, wasn't boozing, was shitting my brains out. And so I probably lost 10 pounds and then I'll put it back on. That's usually the only way I, I, I lose on an annual basis is the time when I'm sick. Like one time I had mono, dude, I lost like 25 pounds with mono. That was like, that was a pretty good month. And then you get a whole year to put it back on until you get a horrible disease again. And then you drop the pounds and then you got more room in your stomach to put them on again. It's a very healthy way to go about life. You got to make sure if anything, this is the way to look at it. You're plumping up. It's like biblical, you know, it's like the Jacob thing. When you're healthy, you're plumping yourself up. So when you get sick, you don't have to worry about, you know, the fact that you can't track down sandwiches for a full week. You know, other people, they're like, do I have have supplies? Do I have enough food to be able to survive the elements, to be able to get through this? And then other people, they chunk up year round like a bear, Ready for hibernation, so you know I'm getting myself ready for the next variant. So if anyone's like, "Hey, you're putting on a couple pounds," you're like, "Listen, there, there's variants coming around the corner, and so you want to make sure that you're uh, you're packing in a couple other pounds here." All right. Um. So any other weird side effects? I already talked about the blue dick on uh, part of the problem. Uh, that was a weird one. Uh, hopefully color comes back or, uh, maybe the new avatar movie comes out and then I'm already like front of the line for these weird blue bitches looking for blue dicks and I can't taste any, who knows? Maybe it tastes like raspberries. Maybe it's got a nice smell to it. I can't tell you. It definitely looks like a flower. Um, so, it's a little bit weird, though, to be getting this thing, like, a full, like, year and a half into Corona season. If anything, I feel like at least I got it, like, right in at the end. I was able to have the experience. Um, everyone else is out on Tinder, you know, getting their dick sucked, and I'm at home with my blue dick wondering when the next Avatar movie's gonna come out. Um... I think the real issue here is that there aren't enough people like me that the second they got sick, were willing to experiment with every supp- uh, supplement they've got in their cupboard. And I've got quite a, quite a quite a bit because I'm a sucker for commercials and someone starts talking about nano curcumin and how if you take this your hair is going to grow back and all your injuries and recoveries are going to be good. So I had so many different random vitamins to be taking. And then, of course, I was going through my fridge because I actually had to start cleaning things up. There were like moldy lemons in there. And I was like, well, you know, what the fuck? No one knows how to cure this thing. You know, if penicillin came from some random dude who had mold in his fridge and he's like, hey, maybe this will help me with this. And then they came up with penicillin. Who knows? How much random mold is out there that could be helping you out? I bet if everybody experimented with the mold that was inside of their fridge, we would have found a cure to this thing already. I mean, I can't say that for a fact. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. And the uh, doctors that we currently have like using their doctor status to go to China and buy and distribute these viruses. So clearly the medical system is failing us. And so when the medical system is failing us as badly as it is, we all have no choice but to experiment with the mold inside of our own fridges and hoping that week two can get a cure. Um, which <coughs> I don't know that the moldy lemons helped or didn't help. There's really no way of telling what what might have helped or not helped. I'm just saying that if everyone else did their part and experimented with the mold in their fridge, we probably could get through this thing quicker. Um, and for those of you who are hearing this, we thought, hey, you know, uh, Uh, I, I was not going to get this thing. And now you're like, Hey, maybe this thing's a little bit more real than I thought. Here's what I really think. Here's the difference between people that get this and don't get this. Um, you just say, if you're not cool, that's all it is. Like, I'm not cool. So I got it. Sid, who I was hanging out with, I went to a con. He's cooler than I am. And so he didn't get it. Or like Max, I hit up Max. And if like Max had hit me up after I was at his house and he was like, listen, we all got Corona. I would have started burning my clothes Running around in circles, panicked that I was going to die. But Max is cool. So I hit him up and he's like, I've got a gun and we drink wine in the sun. We're good that's being cool. He didn't give a shit. And I was like, you know what? That's my problem. I don't have a gun. I don't have wine. I don't sit in the sun. I can't even get fresh air from this apartment. If I try and get fresh air from this apartment, I'm smelling dumpster. If I, if I, if someone farts in my apartment and goes, listen, maybe, uh, we can open up the window and get some fresh air. I'm like, I'm not sure that's a great idea at the moment. I can't smell anything anyways. I mean, they could be throwing out fetuses in that fucking dumpster from Domino's. I couldn't smell it. Like a week from now, you know, they call me up and they're like, you, did you not smell the fact that there were rotten fetuses in the Domino's dumpster? And I'll be like, I don't well, what, do what do you want from me? I got I got Corona and it took my scent for me. Uh, and, you know, it's not my fault that we're letting immigrants into the country. If we close the borders, if we follow the advice of people like me and Donald Trump and we just let these world travelers like, do you really need to see Europe? if we just did like to do rich women really need to go to India so that they can pet some elephant and learn yoga direct, like just go to your gym and learn yoga. Nobody go to other countries and then we won't have to deal with the next, very, like, I've already done, I've already did Corona 1, Corona 2. Let's just shut the borders. There's nothing for it. Like, there's enough restaurants here. You don't need to, well, well, what fun is it going to another country? What, what's there? What's really there that's so fucking exciting? I mean, I, I don't know, because I don't go anywhere. I, I know that women on their uh, dating profiles, that's the most, uh, just, I love to travel. Why? Just, uh, if you don't travel, then you got more money that you can spend on takeout at home. It's actually more cultural. You can eat more, you can eat more food year round from home, And then if, as long as you, as long as you don't take the vacation, who can afford to take the vacations? Are you guys not crashing your bikes into, into parked cars? Am I the only person being tripped by trolley lines that whatever might've been their vacation budget gets blown? on buying random people from Portland car doors. How does anyone have money for anything? I mean that for real. I feel like every time I try and save money. You know, some trolley line comes out of nowhere, and the next thing, okay, it's enough of what am I trying to talk about? Um, back to talk of the coronavirus. So, so how bad was it? It, it, To be honest, it's a little bit hard to tell because I'm already not a person who really likes doing anything other than stand up or getting any work done. So you leave me alone in the apartment, like with any excuse not to do anything, and I'm not doing anything. So even just like the slightest diagnosis of, hey, you're not feeling well. Uh, is going to make for like, I could be hundred percent healthy and some doctor could give me a call for some reason be like, Hey buddy, I think you should re- I'm resting up. That's it. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing anything. The only thing I will say that with each symptom, it gets a little bit scarier because we've all read the horror stories and I'm a sucker for horror stories. I know nobody's dying from this thing. We went overboard with it. And all the doctors are lying, blah, 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 blah. I agree with everybody. But then I also thought I already had it. And then I thought if I didn't, then I probably won't see any symptoms. So once you start seeing any symptoms, you're like, oh, shit, how far is this thing going to go? Uh, but the most badass thing I did was I got and took myself some ivermectin, uh, which was interesting. At the start of this thing, a friend of mine, black friend of mine, hit me up and said, listen, I'm going to go find out what some of my friends have been taking. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, sure. Like, you don't want to tell people not to help out but like I thought he was going to come back with like, you know, some some hood cures or I mean, not that he's a hood guy, but I just feel like it's always my uh, poorest friends who are like, listen, I but people on the street, they've been taking this stuff. And then it's always and then it's like you need three sugar spoons, a moldy lemon from your friend. I'm like, well, actually, I got the moldy lemon. You don't have to worry about the mold. I'm just saying it's like everyone feels like they've got their thing. It's like, listen, if you just cook up nine ginger leaves um, and you dip your blue dick into the hot water. Water, and then you add three sugar spoons. And then what you need is you need um, you need kale, but you need your kale to be a little bit. It's like everyone's got their recipe and nothing everywhere. It's like the second you get sick. Well, have, have you tried mashing full garlic coves up your asshole? They got to be fresh if, as long as you and then what you got to do is you got to sniff an orange peel at the same time that you shove garlic up your ass. And if you do that, you're going to feel great. So <laughs> my friend's like, listen, I'm going to go find, I have some friends that took some stuff. I'm going to find out what they're taking. So I just say, sure, please, please go do that. And I figured he was going to come back with nothing. But then when he came back with is like, listen, there's this service and I've got some friends and they called the service and they took themselves some hydroxychloroquine and they were good. I was like, hydroxy, who the fuck is taking? Are you kidding me? No, I've, I've heard terrible things about that. But then I was like, maybe I can get myself some of the ivermectin. And then I sat down did a whole bunch of research and who the fuck knows? It's impossible to tell. That's, I like, okay. The FDA basically says no. And then you continue to research and Kwanon says yes. So, like, you basically have to decide between do I want to take the advice of a government a- agency or the internet shaman? Uh, and since the FDA is letting the world travel happen, and they're bringing these, you know, people in from other countries that have these horrible Delta variants, while Quanon is talking out against foreign immigration and sex trafficking, um, you got to go with the internet shaman on this one. So that's internet shaman once, FDA, no. Uh, and then even the, it sounds like it's not going to be good. Ivermectin, it just sounds like something that a German would have given a Jew. And you're not allowed to talk about on social media. You're trying to talk about this stuff on social media. They'll tar and feather you. Um, So... I, I did get my hands on some. It's impossible for me to tell you whether or not it helped. Uh, I will say it's the shadiest process ever because the service that I went through, they're like, listen, you leave your number and then we'll call you. They're like, get to a payphone. phone. There's no payphones in your area. Just start heading south. You've got three hours to find a payphone. And then they're also like, listen, you got to get rid of all the blocked calls. If you're blocking calls, you're not going to get our call and we're only calling you once. So you better make sure to be staying at your phone. And, and then here's the other thing. You also, at the same time that you want to be able to get their call, you're also trying to dodge all the calls from the uh – From the social distance, people, you know, so you're almost like you're almost hoping that this call comes in before you actually get your formal results back. Because once you get your formal positive results, the government starts calling you like a bill collector. But one of the aggressive bill collectors, one of the bill collectors that actually has your cell phone number, and then they'll call you four times a day until you finally block them. Because what am I going to talk to you guys about? I'm already staying in my apartment and I'm not feeling well. What kind of I don't I don't need you guys keeping tabs on me. I don't need you checking in on me. I don't need your misinformation, but it's a shady process. So they tell you, Hey, listen, we're going to call you and make sure you're taking all block numbers. And uh, before we even call you, you know, we're going to need your credit card information. Uh, so finally you get a call. And then I like this when you're filling out their forms and they had like a million forms. They're like, listen, it sounds like you're pretty sick. You can, you you don't even need the doctor call. We'll just send you the Medicaid." I'm like, I I want the doctor call. Can I like, at least just pretend like this was, uh, you know, an actual process, but I didn't just give my credit card information to some random people over the internet that may or may not actually be sending drugs to my door. Um, drugs that the FDA is warning against your tape. Like I'd like to actually have the conversation with the doctor. And then they say, that um, in lieu of a doctor, because of availability times, you might be talking to a nurse practitioner, which means there's no doctor that works there. The second they go, hey, you might be talking to the nurse. Pra- you're talking to the nurse practitioner. If anywhere you go, if they're like, listen, we have top rated surgeons, but sometimes we just have the janitor do it. The janitor's doing it. There's no there is no doctor there at that point. Anytime you ever see that claim where it's like, uh, hey, come to Six Flags. We've got the most amazing roller coaster in the entire world, but some days we don't run it. Other days we're just the Cup. The roller coaster will never be running. So they did actually send me the ivermectin. It took about two days to get here, uh, which I was concerned it wasn't going to show up until after my, uh, my symptoms got worse. I thought this was funny because, you know, then I, I not only did I have to talk to like the nurse practitioner who was the most chill person ever. I was I, I basically wanted I was like, what's the advantage of taking this? He's like, I don't know. What do you want to take? I'll send it to you. It's like, they don't care. It's like, there's no feeling of like, hey, we better get this thing to someone quickly or that it works. You'd feel like if it worked, they'd be like, listen, I got to get this to you th- right away. And so let's make a decision. Here's the advantage of this one. Here's the, it's just like, I could send it to you if you want it. I mean, she didn't sound like Trump, but it just was not a lot of enthusiasm. Then you got to talk to the pharmacy and the pharmacy at first, you know, the doctor's like, we're going to overnight it to you. Then you talk to some pharmacist in Florida and they're like, all right, we'll send in the mail. Like, well, how long is that going to take? take? like four days, we can overnight, we can't overnight. It's like the whole point of this is you got to take it before symptoms, uh, before symptoms come in. Otherwise it's not going to do anything for you, but all right. Anyways. So I took the ivermectin, it's possible for me to tell you whether or not it helped. I was already feeling a little bit better by the time it got here because, by the way, we're doomed as a species that, you know, it's like if, if you can get a diagnosis quickly enough and you can take the medications quickly enough, you might be okay. But CVS won't actually give you results for two days. And then even the medications that might be, you might be able to get, it's like it's going to take you three days and, you know, you're going to have to actually be by your phone when a doctor calls you, even though you're sick and you're sleeping all day in between bouts of diarrhea. Um, then the pills come and it's funny to me when you have like no energy to take care of something cause you're sick and they make it difficult. Like CVS in order to get my test results, like why do I need a password just to get my fucking test results? And everyone's got their specific pe- specificity of like which pass, And then you got your one good password that you want to actually just keep for like your banking and important information. And then you got your shitty password for everything else. But then the problem is the shitty password need, you need like 14 different shitty passwords and it's impossible to remember which password is going to go for which shit. Like you can't just have one. Standard shitty password because every single thing <coughs> that you'd want to use. <coughs> Use your shitty password for has become pretentious where they're like they don't want they, they almost know that they're your shitty password. And so they give you like the requirements of listen, we're gonna need the four letters and the capitals and the slanty line. Oh, I shouldn't have told you guys that my password includes slanty lines, but it's gonna require the slanty lines and the shapes and the ob. and you're like, All right, I guess I have no choice but to use my good password. What do they all want to get into your bank account? Is that okay, so they send you they send me the thing, and I've never seen a medication that was more difficult to open. Firstly, the smallest the the smallest pills and they needed Take five. Can't you just make one bigger pill? And then the actual like casing on it was like the old um like get a get like '90s trying to open up a disc Walkman. Like cut your fingers. You know you got no energy. You're sick. You're just trying to get yourself some ivermectin. So you can't die. And every time you try and cut one of those things open, you end up with a sharper cornered object. And then you needed, like, it was five and a half, which is a little bit, just make it six. Just make it six or five. Why do I got to cut the world's smallest pills in half? So I did take it, and uh, now I'm healed. Also, uh, I regrew my hair, and my dick is bigger. It really, truly is Jesus juice. Uh, No, I can't tell you whether or not it helped or didn't in any capacity, uh, because it took two and a half days to get here, and so I was already feeling better by the time it showed up. Also, I'm not that big of a badass. I checked. With the doctor before I uh, just took it, Um, and I will say that that to me it's the biggest problem with uh, medical stuff is that like for everything there's some doctor that will tell you like there's a doctor out there will tell you that viruses aren't real that the answer is mucus that you need to be taking moldy lemons it's like everyone's got an explanation for everything Uh, the FDA and Fauci are clearly lying like the FDA on this one is just like there's been no formal well can't you just run a formal study if they're saying that all of Mexico was saved and poor countries are doing better. Uh, and that there's an odd correlation between some areas in Africa that seem to have not had as many corona cases, and that might correlate to the fact that a lot of them were already on ivermectin, or that you've got this cheap thing that has antiviral prop, why wouldn't you study it? Like, (coughs) why is the FDA just like, there hasn't been a single good study, or or like, well, then what are these not good studies that might suggest that it's okay, and then why is your recommendation, if you have not been vaccinated and you get sick, and now there are seemingly quite a few doctors who are saying that this at least seems to be helpful. Why is the FDA's just talking line like, nope, no study? Well, fine, no studies, but I I mean, you guys are supposed to be the top agency. Can you do a little bit more homework than that and at least tell me, hey, this isn't recommended or this is dangerous or, hey, this might be helpful. So upon first symptom, you might as well take it because it costs you absolutely nothing. And by the way, if they made that recommendation here, here's one of the storylines with ivermectin is that there's no money to be made in it. It cost me money to get. It cost me 260 bucks between the uh, phone call with a non-doctor and then the shipment from a pharmacy. Now, I'm sure if it was just totally readily available, it would probably not even cost me that. Uh, but I'm just saying there's definitely money to be made for it. And then the, just the talking line of the FDA is so... All right, we cut out there for a second. I was saying some nonsense about the uh, the FDA... Uh, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. So last thing on uh, Ivermectin um, was somewhere where I was reading online is ivermectins primarily uh, for treating worms. And, of course, me, with my brain going to the absolute worst-case scenario, I was just thinking – and, by the way, never research anything online because the information, you never get anything helpful. You just get, like, worst-case scenario. I'm not the first person to point this thing out. When it came to Ivermectin, I think it was uh, – uh i forgot what country it was but some doctor was warning people you might find out you have worms and i was like that's really got to be the worst case scenario is that not only does it not treat your corona but you discover that you have worms and now you're homesick in an apartment um well listen i don't even need to go on on that it's disgusting and luckily i might have found out that my dick turned blue and i don't have any smell but um at least i at least i do not have worms so now that i've gotten sick uh, and I can't just uh, continue to go about my life pretending like there's no coronavirus. Except <laughs> I should be good for the next couple months, at least until more immigrants come into the country with uh, other variants. Um, I do think though that I'm going to have to switch teams to um, you know the vaccinated people, uh, the warning people, because natural immunity it's not enough. I mean, it's clearly not enough, because as rich people this summer, they want to go see Europe, and Europe loves refugees, and poor people tend to have the most diseases, so really, it's only a matter of time before we got the super Delta variant, um, which, you know, at some point might become a super-duper Delta variant, and then probably you'll have a return to the OG corona, and then some super-duper-duper things, so uh, I think the time now is probably upon us to think about actually getting vaccinated. And luckily for us, the life saving cure isn't just free. They'll even deliver it right to your door just to be helpful. They're trying to make this as easy and as helpful as possible. Uh, and they just want to make sure that nobody accidentally doesn't get it because they're putting so many resources into explaining that it's the only way that we can possibly move on with our lives. Uh, and they've got this life-saving thing that's not just free, but it, they'll give you free train tickets. They'll do just about anything to get you to and people still don't want it. So now that they're sending the SWAT teams to people's doors, um, you know, just to be helpful, kick in your door, make sure that you get some fresh air, and then stick the emergency off authorization stuff right up your skin you know some guy just being like vax team and you've been vaxed because they're helping you they'll probably get a sticker on the vaccination site that says you've been helped and biden will be sitting there in the oval o- office um and you know he won't really be able to see the monitor where like the missions are going on so he'll just he'll have to ask him did, did did we get him are we kicking in the doors, man? I'm so excited. I'm, I might actually be able to get out of my chair. This is so exciting. Can can someone bring me some more some more ice cream? I like watching people and licking my teeth. Uh, and now they're saying that we need boosters, so... Really, I don't even know why they don't just start sticking everybody. They can get those old Vietnam choppers. You can call them booster runs. Uh, and because at this point vaccines are like blowjobs, everyone always wants more. You get Fauci and Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Those guys haven't been in a good movie for a while. You, you get you get Stallone all ramboed up, hanging outside of a chopper. You know, firing off vaccines. Tell me, people aren't going to go outside to get a look at that and maybe getting some vaccines. And can we all at least admit that this thing went from emergency authorization to kicking indoors real fast? Like, you know, it start off, no one's got to get it. You know, I don't know if you're like on a train and it's got that in case of emergency pull this, doesn't it have to actually like be an emergency? Like at this point, maybe there should just be regular authorization and then you can't just like being kicking in people's doors. And then, of course, they tell you that, uh, I guess, the only people for some jobs that don't have to get it are if um, you're a religious group. And so here's what I'm thinking. You ready? We got to start a religious group, and we're going to call it the um, ITPFA and before I tell you what that stands for, I want you guys to know that I think it will fly because it sounds like a gay thing. And America loves gay things because it's all the money. You got the ESGs and suddenly banks, they hate profits. They love the environment and social clauses, and all businesses are being run by Santas. But it's got to be female and minority Santas. The original Santa is evil because he's an old white guy. Uh, And so they're going to be rebranded as long as you're hiring enough minority Santas uh, and there's fully institutional equality where, you know, windmills from the future. um, It's ESG. It's ESG investing. And so... We're going to try and get the ESG money for the ITPFA. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. You know, it's uh, since corona, I can't smell or read that well. I actually wrote the LTPFA, which sounds even, (laughs) even gayer, which is part of the advantage. But it actually stands for the low time preference association of America and it were a religion where we ward off the demons of compulsive behavior by living smarter, more fulfilling lives, where we invest in activities that will make the world a better place. And we don't believe the demon Fauci because he represents corporate American pharmaceutical interests and listening to liars who won't actually answer questions about the safety or need for these things is spiritually corruptive to the LPTFA. Um and so that's our new that's our new low time preference rela- um Association of America that because Fauci's a liar and won't give us straight answers to questions. It offends our intelligence and it's, uh, gets in the way of us living more intelligent lives, uh, and less compulsive lives. And he creates the anxiety that forces people to act in a more compulsive fashion. So he, uh, it, it, getting these vaccines or listening to him would be inconsistent with our religion. And, um, why is it fair that there would be a religious exemption? Like, can't there just be a, like feeling free exemption, like a just wanting to f- like feel free, because this is what's going to happen. This is going to end up becoming like a recruitment tool for Scientology, where <laughs> Scientologists, they set up those little things, those little stress tests, and they're like, are you stressed out The government's saying that you need to get experimental vaccines? Well, here at the science church, run by a different god than the grand wizard Fauci, um, you know, you can get the religious exemption of not needing to get experimental vaccines. So really what Fauci's doing is he's forcing everybody to become a Scientologist. And so I want to create a different religion called the LTPFA, where we're also going to oppose Fauci. Uh, and part of our recruitment efforts is going to be that, you know, uh, we're, we're fighting off vampires and demons and trying to make uh, America a safer place for those who are willing to live intelligent lives. And then, of course, one of the most known no, is that they keep saying that we're going to put other people at risk. And it's like, who? Who's at risk that isn't getting, like, then you should go find that person who's at risk, make sure that they get the virus. And that's the suspicious part. It's all the lying. Uh, and then it's also the fact that, like, it's super free. Like, I almost feel like if you showed up at my door, like, I like muffins. But if you knocked at my door and said, hey, I got free muffins, I'm like, did Fauci send you? You, you, you put some uh, you put some experimental vaccines inside of these muffins. You know what I mean? It's like at what point does, uh, does the, the extent of it, how free it is, become suspicious? Like if it's the greatest thing that's ever existed, you should probably be able to just charge people for it. And then they would want it. It's like blowjobs, right? You know, you're able, some people can even charge for blowjobs because they're pretty great. But if a hot chick came up to me and said, hey, I'll pay you to give, if I can give you, I'm like, there's something suspicious here. You see what I'm saying? It's like, if this thing's really as great as it is, they shouldn't have to be offering free corn dogs or train tickets or other stuff. All right, so the other thing that I thought um, caught my eye is that of course, uh, Biden said that he's going to redouble his efforts that is knocking on doors as part of the redoublings. And I, am not sure how many times you can redouble. And if you're redoubling, is that part of a 90 day plan or then does it become a 45 day plan? Cause you're doubling your efforts. It's tough cause Biden, you know, he's always working with lists, um, which is, that's the first thing you got to do when you're senile. It's part of the efforts to actually, you know, keep the information in order. Uh, So let's hope they don't redouble their efforts again because if this is – redoubling their efforts and they're showing up in our homes, then I, who knows what's going to, who knows what's coming next. You're going to wake up in your car. They'll be behind you like hitmen, or you're going to be avoiding cops where they're, they're stepping out of vans and just shooting vaccines at you. And then why do you got to show up to my house? Like if anything, just start shaming people in public. You show up to job sites and all right. So here's the question. How do you answer your door? Well, what do you guys got planned? How are you going to treat it? Um, I think my move is I'm going to answer the door in my sheath. Uh, with a raging erection. I'm going to smother myself in, uh, in, in, in batter and, uh, and as much grease as I can find. I'm going to be fully lubed. I'm going to be a fully lubed up, shaved, uh, wearing my sheath with a raging erection that will look good because I'm wearing my sheath, which really props up and you know shows off what you got. And then I'll open up the door and I'll just be like, good thing you're here. Bring the needles. <laughs> I can't sleep. I can't come. Get all the needles up here. Bring them on up, Uh, which is a good opportunity to plug sheath because it's getting hot and sweaty. And if uh, you want to make sure that you don't get the coronavirus, um, I I can't make those claims. But I can tell you that sheath underwear uh, is very comfortable. It's high quality. It is worth the investment. And if you're like me, you like uh, riding your bike when uh, you're allowed outside of your home because the government's not pretending that you have viruses, even though you actually do have viruses. So it's hard to say that uh but uh sheath it's uh it's quality comfortable underwear, keeps everything supported, keeps it cool, keep it separated, uh, and if you use promo code RYM, you're going to get yourself uh, 20% off, so support the long-term sponsor that supports us, and as we're in these hot, sweaty summer months, I can promise you, you need sheath, because otherwise, we all know how sweaty your nuts are, and it's disgusting, unless you're hanging out with women who can't smell, like me, in which case, you know, maybe maybe that's going to be the thing that can actually bring back their scent, is your sweaty nuts, and then you don't want to wear sheath. You want to make sure that your nuts are as sweaty as possible. But for the rest of you who don't want to have sweaty nuts, you don't want that leakage coming down your ass crack, feeling all uncomfortable, exposing the raspberry scent of your blue dick, um, get yourself some sheath. And then this was my favorite part of the entire uh, government effort with the door-to-door stuff. This is the salesiest thing ever, is that they have a sales script (laughs) and they're like, well... Like, but we're not selling anybody on this thing. I mean, we got a sales script. It's got closing moves. It's, it's very forceful and aggressive, but this is not a sales script. Uh, all right, let's get into some other random topics here. Um, In Miami, uh, it's an old news story by now, but of course there were 32 people that died in that building collapse, and I'm going to be the first one to say it, but we probably need to stop uh, having so many buildings. Uh, I mean, if you can even just save one life, I don't understand why uh, we're letting builders Build upward. Uh, how often does a uh, two or three-story building collapse? It, it's well supported, and that's 32 people that that didn't that didn't need to die. I mean, not everyone needs to live by the beach, stacked on top of each other. If more people were inland, we could be saving lives. So I'm just a reminder that as we focus on safety, we should probably be having uh, less. Buildings. Uh, Okay, next is uh, Biden's put together a 72 point plan, uh, I think, for (laughs) man, I forgot what the headline was. Uh, (laughs) I think it was something to do with uh, breaking up. (laughs) Excuse me. Something to do with breaking up big businesses creating a little bit more competition. 72 is a very, uh, very specific number. I mean, the only other time I've heard the number 72 is the, the virgin promise. Uh, And I know that the Bidens are into younger girls. So maybe that's where they came up with that number from. How many, how many things on a 72 point plan do you think Biden can even quote to you? What, What do you think maybe he gets to two and then he tells you someone will fill in the other 70. And like, how do you come up with specifically 70, like 72 sounds like you were trying to hit the virgin. Like why else would it be specifically 72? I, I, if anything, I want the guy who can do something in a three or four porn plant. 72 sounds like, what happens if you don't get past stage four? Is it, uh, was there any credit? Um, all right. But anyways, uh, Bezos is going to start monitoring your sleep. That's a new thing. They got permission. They got this device. It's going to be monitoring your sleep. My new thing is I've just been practicing between snores. going, I love Amazon so much. I love, I pay taxes. The government is great. I love Bezos. And of course, I. Uh, Bezos, you know, he built that penis-shaped rocket for nothing cuz he's not going to be the first guy getting into space. <laughs> <Woo-hoo-hoo. coughs> Uh, which you got to love just billionaires when they're not getting in their way. You spend all your billions just trying to get a penis rocket to be the first guy to go to space and you can't do it. There's another headline about Mitch McConnell being outraged, which I'd love to, what do you think Mitch McConnell being outraged looks? He's just, oh, he's really pissed now. It would be great just seeing Mitch McConnell. And like him negotiating with Biden, you know, they're like, I don't know. It looks like the two of them are real angry, but then they probably just start selling jellos back and forth or something. Uh, Oh, all right. Here was another note from my Biden 72 action plan, which takes aims at restrictive employees. And I was loosely working on a joke about microaggressions that um, my joke was and it's a loose joke. It's not there yet. Sometimes, you know, you got the premise. But it's just not funny. So that's where this joke's at. But the the premise I was thinking is that uh, <laughs> I could get behind the concept of microaggressions if you could also start suing companies for micro nuisances like if they make me stay on hold too long or you know when you when, when they switch your seat for you at the airport or when you're jerking off and then all of a sudden your internet's not working you got to try and work from your memory and you can barely hold an erection and like or I'll tell you the most annoying thing to me is if I'm actually trying to like get some writing done and then my internet it's like it takes me so long to build up the time to actually start working like not all moments of life are the same you you know, especially if you've got ADD, if you actually get yourself to the moment where you're in the zone, you're working and then all of a sudden your internet goes down. That's like that one hour of work that I would have done is a full day's work. And then once you take that from me, that focus isn't coming back. How do I sue, how do I sue the cable company for depriving me of that moment? Like that's like a ruined focus gasm and they just take it from you. So I'm just saying like, if we are going to have some sort of a concept of uh microaggressions and we're going to say that, you know, micro things are tangible, then I want to be able to sue companies for micro news. You keep me on hold too long. I feel like that should be something I should be able to sue you for. So out of my imagination, here was something that was uh, um, out of this Biden law. Non-competent agreements requires airlines... requires airlines to refund passengers for poor Wi-Fi and baggage handling calls for over-the-counter sales of hearing aids and guarantees the right for farmers and motorists to repair their own vehicle without voiding warranty protections uh, but I just like that you'd have to get refunded for like poor Wi-Fi poor Wi-Fi doesn't even mean the Wi-Fi wasn't working it was just poor so you know maybe maybe me and Biden we actually agree on something suing companies for micro nuisances all right I think that's all I had plans for this episode and uh, you know hopefully by next week, my penis isn't blue anymore. I can smell cookies, taste delicious. I haven't lost my taste buds, but I will say things are like 40% less delicious, which might be a good thing. Like I, twice now I actually was like, all right, I, you know, I kind of snuck out of quarantine for cookies. Um, I, am not proud to say that. I mean, I didn't do that because obviously I wouldn't sneak out of a quarantine uh, for something as minute and small as cookies, but maybe I did. And they just, they didn't taste that good. And th- I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Cause maybe I'll eat less cookies, but like what, what, then what, what, what's going to be the point of life moving forward? I'm going to, I need a girlfriend or something or someone, or maybe better cookies. Maybe that's going to be my new thing. I'm going to have to like seek out really high quality cookies. I like, I'm not saying I can't taste, I can taste things. They just don't taste quite as, le- as delicious which means I'm also not going to be a good critic anymore. I won't be able to review sandwiches unless it's going to be like something's got to be super delicious in order for me to get excited about it, which might be even worse. That's like a plague where you end up overeating even more, trying to chase, trying to find the thing that's actually so good that, like, it rekindles that spirit, rekindles that joy that you used to feel. Like, I, I'll be, you know, I'll be eating, so I'll be like, man, this is so good. It tastes like something I ate before I had corona. But who knows? maybe my son will come back, and maybe, maybe it will be, like, uh, better than ever. And then maybe even, like, shitty cookies will taste extremely delicious. You know what? You got to have faith in life. You know what I mean? Like if nothing else, you got to be a hopeful person. And so, I wish upon myself that uh in the near future, cookies taste even more delicious. And uh you know what you can do if cookies aren't tasting delicious enough? It's very simple. You go to yo delta.com, you get yourself super high cuz everything's delicious when you're super high. And with Yo Delta, you can just eat yourself a gummy, which uh, I was doing through coronavirus. Uh gummies are key and the Yo Delta stuff they're a nice, smooth ride. They will, get, they will get you where you're going. And if Delta, if that's not good enough for you, you're like, hey, listen, I'm graduating from smoking weed. I'm looking for something a little bit more, something more to take the edge off. Then you go to Yo Kratom, home of the $60 kilo. You spend 60 bucks, You can get a whole lot of Kratom. And by the way, this is only for people over the age of 21 that are, uh, responsible individuals, uh, that aren't going to go on too much of a Kratom, whatever. I don't know. Listen, if you're into Kratom, go stock up. YoKratom.com home the $6 kilo. If you're not into Kratom, Hey man, give it a try. It's nice and mellow. Not going to ruin your life. Uh, and, uh, we all smoke weed. So you might as well stock up at YoDelta.com. They got vape cartridges and they got themselves the gummies, everything you could ever possibly need. So thank you to sheath underwear, uh, Kratom, and YoDelta for being the loyal supporters of this podcast and uh, making everything possible and thank you to everyone who nearly showed up for the uh, Smoke Out Bug Out which we are going to have to reschedule and we shall reschedule it the Smoke Out Bug Out will will definitely be happening I have to figure out the details on that I am very anxious to get back to doing some stand up because my god do I need some new material for one and for two uh, I just uh, you know I'm not meant for staying at home all the time it's not for me it's for other people I don't Definitely watched a fair share of Netflix. Uh, you know, it was great. Um, I did not love the first season of it, but the second season had some unbelievably funny sketches of uh, Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. Uh, not Other than Chappelle's show, I've never really been big into sketch. And, like, there's, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not the best critic of comedy because what's nice about having done comedy and being able to like, you know, show up and watch like live Legion of Skanks or some things live that are unbelievably funny is uh, you definitely become a little bit jaded, especially because comedy live is a completely different animal uh, compared to what's being recorded. Uh, and I'm a snob and a cunt and a prick and all those things. But anyways, uh, Tim Robinson, First, they did a a series called um, The Characters, and he did a sketch called Lady Luck, which um, if there's a shortened version on YouTube, do not watch it. I feel like that is a sketch that you need to see from beginning to end, and is the funniest sketch I've ever seen. That one sketch of Lady Luck is uh, perfection, absolutely hilarious, and after that, I kind of was like, oh man, this guy Tim Robinson is great. Then he did the whole series of I Think You Should Leave. The first season did not quite click for me. But then he just came out with the new one. Uh, And like, not that every single sketch is an absolute hit, but the funny ones are really, really funny. Like there were some that I was just sitting on my couch and laughing out loud. Uh, The writing style on it is really sharp. The way he yells and gets angry uh when when it's he actually did a better job of i think uh mixing up the beats on this one where it wasn't just him going crazy and all of them and by the way if you go watch the characters all all of the sketches he did on that one uh were a hit um there's a one where he's trying to get a gun which is really funny anyways so i watched that what else did i watch um I watched some Rick and Morty, which was good. I found some really dumb zombie show that was on Sci-Fi for a couple seasons. I watched at least two full seasons of that. First, I thought I was watching a movie, which like is good because then it's kind of limited. I watched that uh, that Chris Pratt movie um, with the with the aliens, which was I mean every every alien movie is uh, is stupid and the same. It's always some hive mind. We just got to kill this one thing. I mean that thing had so many plot flaws in it, but the entire second act. Was filmed like the actual uh, action sequences with those aliens were really were really good. The first act was like uh, this is a really shitty stupid movie, uh, but then once he actually went into the future to fight some aliens, some of those scenes were uh, were really good. What other trashy TV did I watch? I feel like that's not the only. There, I mean, I, I definitely watched a lot of Netflix. There's some other stupidity that I watched over the last couple days but nothing's coming to mind. Oh, someone posted, uh, a roast of Jim Norton that goes way back. And that was really, really funny. Uh, that's worth watching. I'm really not good at writing roast jokes. Every time I watch though, like Ben Bailey comes out of nowhere and he's always unreal with it. And then there was this other guy, uh, who I can't remember. Uh, real, real Jewy guy who like murdered on that one. I, I wish I was better at writing those roast jokes because, like, uh, it's it's definitely a good skill and people right away are like, damn, like, it, it's so noticeable when people are good at them. And all of those, like, underground ones that they did, like, there's the roast of Patrice O'Neal, which uh, the best line of that one came from uh, Ben Bailey, which was uh, that, you know, Chris Robinson... <laughs> he says to Chris Robinson that you took Kevin Hart beneath your wing and Kevin Hart broke off that wing, leaving you <laughs> flying circles between New York and Philly. Something along those lines. That was a good joke. And then of course he made fun of uh rich Foss for having horse teeth. Uh, there are a lot, of, you know, I'm not even doing justice. Not only am I saying I'm not good at roast jokes, I'm ruining other people's roast jokes. So that was fun. I watched those. What are some other random things I watched through this? I don't know. I think I'm done with TV for a while. I feel like I I have no reason to spend any more time at home watching YouTube or television. Like I I've I've seen I've seen everything that's worth seeing. And it, it's just, I, I don't need it anymore. I'm going to be going to more live con like I'm, I'm going to try and get myself booked for more comedy and the nights I've opened. I don't know. I'm going to find some local music. Cause now I don't have to worry about Corona anymore. All right, listen, I'm fucking rambling. I was just trying to thank our sponsors. Uh, we're back in action. Should be a hundred percent by next week and out of my apartment. That's part of why, uh, maybe my mood was more tempered. I don't love recording for my apartment. I don't like it one bit. Uh, even though I can't smell the dumpster, I know the scents of the dumpster are there and they haunt me. They haunt me as I try and process my thoughts. Uh, And you know what? I don't want to end the episode because then I just have to go back to doing nothing in my apartment. That's why I'm rambling. I don't want to leave you guys. Don't leave me, guys. All right, that's it. Bye.